Till low tax came along Punched him in the face and banged his mom And Mr. Bomb in quite disgraced Had his dumb website erased Well sadly that's a lie There's still an eBombsWorld.com But if we all join hands and sing this song Then our call will reach the sky And maybe Zeus and Thor will slide You know what? I miss penis. Are you a boner guy? What are you talking about? You should get a job, Opie. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, Robert Nixon, Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show where the throwaway line is the only thing topical. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, a man who jerks off with creams that are topical, it's Andy. Hey, let's talk shit. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel. And, of course, that link to our Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. I just did a bonus episode yesterday with producer Chris, and we did the first 30 minutes of Southering John's book. Oh. Easy for you to say. Oh, this is exciting. Oh, it's fantastic. It's uh, it's must-listen. I also did a quick update on Comedy Pot Pie, and we talked a little bit about Patrick Michael on that bonus. So please go to Patreon. And check that out. When you sign up five bucks a month, you get every single episode we've ever done. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and shit all over us in the comment section. Today, we'll be reviewing a show called Season of the Bitch. This was a suggestion from Echoes 8. Andy and I both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Jules, Helen, Zoe, Cunty LaRue, Dummy McTard, Vocal Fry McGee, and Kamio Stalin. It's a bunch of very left-leaning women with a lot of Vocal Fry complaining about capitalism. Uh, Andy, what did you think about this show? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm, I was really glad that you brought this to me because I've been having trouble sleeping. Yeah. This will fucking bore you right to sleep. It's just terrible. It's not the best show I've ever heard. Do you have a clip that maybe sums it up for you? I mean, might as well just start with clip one, the intro. Welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist podcast that knows the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. Exciting music right there. Get you really into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I also have an intro here that I want to play for you. Welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist feminist podcast that's going on strike. It sounds like an SNL skit to me. Like they're yeah, playing right. the people who would be on a show like this. And I always start with some you know, feminist colloquialism that I'm, I'm not familiar with. 
And so just because I came from my dad's balls doesn't mean I'm having a ball. It's like, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just like who fucking knows what you're even talking about. That's that's too clever for a, a feminist to say. <laughs> I have a feeling. The episode I listened to was all about the striketober. Okay. And the, the idea that all of these people are going on strike from their company. Just from our regular jobs, not for making this podcast, obviously. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> This is our announcement. So they're on strike from their regular jobs. Now, Andy, I'm going to say this as a privileged white male who used to own a company because it was handed to me because I'm a white male. And they're like, hey, do you want a company? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. Give me that. And I have to say, just listening to these women talk, I bet they suck at their jobs. I bet they're all terrible at their jobs. I'm, yeah, I'm sure their boss is begging for them to go on strike. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Who's going to not do anything if you're on strike? Yeah. Oh, no. What are we going to yeah. do? Who's going to call in sick because they can't even today? Oh, there's a lot of, you could tell there's a lot of mental health days getting called in from these women. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the labor activism that's going on. Uh, today we have Jules, Kellen, Laura, and Zoe. And today we're talking about labor activism, more specifically the massive wave of strikes and other worker actions that we've seen over the past several weeks. These women are the opposite of fun. Oh, definitely. No, no fun is being had on this. Andy, you want to come over and talk about labor activism with me? I'm uh, busy. I have to go to get dinner with my sister. I don't know. Something. Can we pretend something else is going on? I'm training assist. I can't make it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Striketober real quick. Let's get into it. People have been referring to last month as Striketober due to the number of strikes. And then since this energy has been carrying over into November, I've started to hear the term Strikesgiving, which I think is hilarious. And I think I'm going to celebrate Strikesgiving instead of Thanksgiving from now on. All right. Striketober is not clever. And then Strikesgiving is even less clever. It doesn't work at all. It's not even close (laughs) to what you're trying to pull off. But let's zoom in on that vocal fry, shall we? Thanksgiving instead of Thanksgiving from now on. Uh, are these women French? One hundred percent. What's going on? I, I, I would say let's hear my clip seven. I, I mean, this woman, her voice is. I, I mean, I dare you to stay awake during this. Wh- which woman are you talking about, Andy? I think this is Laura. All right, the well, woman. I'll you, give you credit for trying. I have for no idea who is who on this show. They all Neither sound the same. I. We're starting back up evictions and like uh student loans are starting back up as well soon like Mm. it's just such a fucking joke but it's also funny this reminds me too about how a lot of the election results that we're going to end up talking about today are being used as like evidence that biden is like too far left and it's alienating people which is like okay like literally they one policy that he's enacted that's like a left policy like I'll wait. Like, I'll literally wait. Uh, Andy, Andy, can you even tell me one thing about Donald Trump that you thought was pushing America in a positive direction? Uh, uh, I'll wait for you to turn on Fox News yeah, and hear about everything Biden's doing wrong. Let's hear all of your white wing talking points. I'll wait. 
sorry, you have to pay your student loans. Do they Ooh. listen back to these shows and go, yeah, this is pretty good. We'll put this out. Yeah. What, what's going on? <laughs> no one's producing this. No one's producing this. And I don't understand why they sound like that and think that's okay. You sound like you're in pain when you talk like that. It's not a good thing. You sound bad and you can't talk. Let's hear my clip three. This week, as many of you know, uh, is election week, and that comes with some tension, hope, and general fuckery, particularly by capitalists. Capitalists. Wow, my mouth just really slurred all those letters together. Yeah, they sure hate capitalists. <laughs> I get the sense of not a fan of capitalism. <laughs> if, I, if I had a guess. In fact, they uh, are very much against it. This is another, and in my opinion, more effective way to engage in political work. Um, thinking about your labor and practicing withholding your labor from those who exploit you is one of the most political acts you can do under capitalism. Not working is such a great thing you could do under capitalism. That's right, because in socialism, they force you to work and you go to labor camps. That's right. You can stop working under capitalism. It's called free will, and everyone has it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's this weird thing. You can choose whether you or not you want to go broke. to work. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah. Go be broke. It's fine. I mean, they do have 286 patrons. They're making $1,005 a month on Patreon. There's six hosts. So divide that by six. They're all making a cool 2K a year salary. Sounds pretty sweet. Eh, can live off doing of that, it for the right? cause, Carl. I, I, so they, here's don't, a, they don't care about capitalism. Here's my, I don't care. These, these communists are always making a lot of money on Patreon. It's so funny. Here's my thing mm. about communists. Shouldn't they try to be like more likable? I think that would go a long way if they were fun and likable and interesting. Instead, they're just assholes. They're always assholes. <laughs> like, I don't want to be on your team. You're not fun. I want to be on the team that's selling yeah. jokes and having a good time. Yeah, they have all the charisma of Dolph Lundgren in Rocky Four. Yeah, that's right. We're rooting. We're actively rooting against you. <laughs> How do you not know that? All right. It's uh, very exciting to celebrate labor radicalism. I love it, and I think it's so much more wholesome to celebrate labor labor radicalism than like a bunch of settler colonialists, anyway. So, like, win win. Right. Know. Exactly. Hell yeah. <laughs> These women would be a lot of fun to date. You know, you're like, hey, you want to go to my folks for Thanksgiving? I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I celebrate labor radicalism. All right. Can you not bring that up on Thanksgiving, please, with my folks? It's not going to go over well. My dad watches a lot of Fox News. It's not going to be a fun time if that's what you're talking yeah, you about. Stop talking about how they treated the Indians. We're trying to watch Washington. <laughs> we're, the trying, Reds. we're trying to watch the Redskins play the Packers. Can you shut up about that? Oh, boy. All right. They can't even spew their own bullshit. As you mentioned, they don't know how to talk. Um, in some ways, it can serve for negotiations that end up keeping workers in their place, like many labor laws and policy and policies historically. I'm trying to use big words and I don't know how to because I'm a moron. And blah. Why not just talk like a person? That could be a fun thing to do on a podcast. Just talk yeah. to us like in English might be fun. Well, I mean, when they're out there. not failing to successfully communicate their own thoughts, 
they're just reading Wikipedia. I'm I'm gonna coin a phrase now. The all these podcasts that just read Wikipedia yeah. is Wikiredia podcast. Oh, Wikiredia, I like well, it. Clip number two is them uh, talking about that. This is uh, that sort of tag that they had at the beginning of their show. They sort of start explaining it to like a, a quote from Audrey Lord, and it couldn't be more boring. And here is the quote, which is for sure a statement. <laughs> those of us who stand outside the circle of the society's definition of acceptable women, those of us who've been forged in the crucibles of difference, those of us who are poor, who are lesbians, who are black, who are older, know that survival is not an academic skill. It is learning how to take our differences and make them strengths. For the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. I couldn't listen to that. I, I zoned oh, out. Yeah. You just start checking out, don't you? I did. I did. I don't know what they were just talking about. I zoned out immediately. I'm like, what are people saying in Discord? I'll read that instead. Jesus Christ. Yeah, clip four uh, is kind of talks about uh, where, you know, they're all like college students and learning yeah. all this shit for the first time. And they think that they're going to change the world because they just learned all this shit. Yeah, I wanted to um, read like the full quote from Audre Lorde that that was the intro about the master's tools. Also, I have to share an anecdote that happened yesterday about this quote that I was in class and um, the professor's like, uh, she has okay politics, but she's for sure kind of a lib. You know, she's an academic. Anyway. She's okay politics, but if you're not smashing a cis male's head into concrete, then you're just not a big enough activist for these women. Oh, they're they're angry if you have a job. If you have a job, then you're obviously pro-capitalism, which makes you a racist. And you probably voted for Trump. If you like people, if you like the free market, you're a racist who hates Mexicans. These these people <laughs> Are insane. So the one woman is a professor at Columbia University. She got her PhD there, and she has a lot of problems with that place. Yeah. So the John Deere strike is the biggest strike that's currently happening in terms of numbers of striking employees in the country. And the second biggest strike is currently happening at Columbia University, which was, as I have mentioned very recently, both my employer and the school that I attended as a graduate student. Um, this strike is very exciting because, um, of course, yay, labor militarism, but also because fuck that place. I hate it there. Um, and Wow, shocking. She hates her employer. <laughs> she went to school there, which is all these people want to do is go to school. And spout their bullshit. They don't want to live in the real world. And she even hates that place. Like, what do you like? What, right. What's it's acceptable the, what to the you? Granola liberal schools you could go to. Right. And she hates it there. You know, mm. shocking. The graduate students are on strike because, get this, Andy, they aren't getting paid enough. The graduate students aren't getting paid enough. The students aren't getting paid <laughs> enough. And that's why they're on strike. There's no, they took away their dental plan. Can you believe that? I didn't even know you could get a dental plan if you're a student. You're getting paid in education. You're learning. How do they, how do they not have a dental plan as a student? What, what is there to say? Yeah, it, un unbelievable. Um, 
just no dental option whatsoever. Um, and you know, if you've ever heard me talk about Columbia, you probably also know that the university and especially my department was like just an absolute hotbed of sexual harassment, assault, and violence, um, like literal violence. I actually advise non-men not to come to my, to, to, to my department if they're applying because it's just that bad. Okay. So she led with no dental plan and then it turned into, oh, also there's sexual violence against women here. It makes me think that maybe you're not serious about that if your biggest gripe was the dental plan. And then secondly, <laughs> oh, also there's all this violence or sexual assault and violence. I know she's a scholar. Has she read The Boy Who Cried Wolf? Has she read that <laughs> book? Does she know about that? Because when you spout this nonsense, it gets people thinking like, I don't trust anything you have to say. You sound like a moron. My my incisor got knocked out by a boner. I need a dental plan. <laughs> yeah. All right, my, so then, my boss's boner. So then she complains about the president of Columbia University. And then finally, just in case you were wondering, um, the president of Columbia makes in three days what I made there in a year. Um, and Columbia's endowment is $14.4 billion. All right. Uh, Higher education is a racket. So I'm I'm with you on that, the endowment, everything like that. But the fact that the president makes a lot more money than you makes a lot of sense to me. I think that that person, he or she, should make way more money than you do. This is a phenomenon that's happening with Gen Z, Carl. People that are just coming into the workplace at year one think that they should be making the same as people that have been in the business for 20 years. Oh, yeah. Just because the university has money. They have a shit ton of money. There's, they're wiping their ass with money, I know. Doesn't mean they should give it to you. You're probably the <laughs> least deserving of this money. You're a, you're a career student. She, this woman has her PhD in 19th century U.S. history. Let me play you that clip. I, um, as I sort of mentioned at the beginning of this episode, and we'll talk about more, um, just finished a PhD program. And um, in theory, like the PhD in, uh, you know, an academic discipline is supposed to prepare you to teach at the college level. Um, and the job market's been bad for years, but it got really bad during COVID. Workplaces stopped hiring. All right. So this poor woman thought she could get a degree in 19th century U.S. history. I can imagine what that <laughs> class is like. Slavery is bad. Slavery was so bad. Everyone had slaves. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> also, there's another woman on here who talks about how she's unemployed. And I don't know why. I just found this very funny. Um, a lot of people, when I was underemployed would be like, well, maybe it won't be in your field. You have to apply to any job. And I was like, no, I've applied to every single open job. Like it's not, I'm not being picky. No one is hiring. Like that's just how it is. Oh, what a loser. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) just so you know, I know a lot of people and we're in a recession right now. I don't know anyone who's unemployed because anyone who's good at their job can get employment. If you suck at what you do, you'll be under unemployed. It's actually very telling that you go on there and go, I've been underemployed and unemployed for all of these years. Yeah, it's because you suck. Yeah, it's, right. It's, it's literally Everyone's because. Everyone's hiring. Yeah, it's literally because you suck. That's, yeah. that's the only way I, I can sum that up for you because I don't know, like I said, I don't know anyone who's unemployed at this point. 
Well, I listened to the episode about elections, Carl. Okay. And you you would not be surprised to learn that they think that the election process is flawed. Okay. And they're taking all of their cues about minorities and uh, the election process from the sitcom Blackish. Oh, good. In clip okay. five, we're going to hear about. Uh, you know, why the, the Democratic Party just can't be activated. You know, place a lot of blame on like poor people, working class people, people of color for like not voting or not voting in their best interest. Um, and like, we know, yeah, that is always who gets blamed for like somehow ruining elections or whatever the fuck. And um, there's actually a really good scene about this after the 2016 election on the show Blackish, where essentially they were talking about how like no matter who won the election, it was not going to change the material conditions for the most marginalized people. Mm-hmm. All right. They lost me at there's a really good scene about this on the show Blackish. <laughs> yeah. But once again, as we're always saying, just be gay and do labor crimes. Do Fuck yeah. labor crimes. Be gay and do labor crimes. Is there call to action, Andy? Yeah. I, why not? Let's just all do labor crimes. What is that? Stealing pens from your office? Yes. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> that is a labor right. crime. Or using the Wi-Fi on a Saturday. I go into the office and just use their Wi-Fi, use their bandwidth. Yeah. That's a labor crime. I, I honestly don't know what labor crime. Sleeping are. on the job. Something like that. Um, all right. These women are also extremely immature. They're like children. Helen, was so- that an apple? My first thought, and this is how you know I have cursed teenage brain was like that it was an apple pong <laughs> i was like okay I'm I'm to that apple. <laughs> i used to make apple bongs all the time i mean and, um... what is an apple if not an apple bong waiting to be made you know <laughs> it tastes so good i used to literally do it all the time uh, whatever okay anyway i love that back to the task of hand. <laughs> this is apple bong representation it's hard for me to take someone seriously when they're talking about we need to change the entire political system in this country and here's the right way forward. Oh, my God, you're holding an apple. Do you smoke weed out of that? Yeah. No. <laughs> Why does a funny joke have to be turned into something about representation also? And you oh, and I up. have definitely smoked weed out of apples before. When you see an oh. apple, is that your first thought? Oh, my God, an apple bong. <laughs> No. No, not at all. Because we both worked at Blockbuster together in the Midwest and were able to afford real bogs. That's why we don't care about <laughs> Apple bogs. Obviously. Yeah, that's a really good point. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. So there's a strike going on at Kellogg's. And uh, they're very excited about this. They love any type of labor strike. They think it's great. And uh, there's only one problem here. Um, it also includes the vegan meat brand Morningstar Farms. Don't know if that's relevant to anyone else, but that's the main one that I was like, okay, can't buy Morningstar Farms right now. Um, and then, so, like, um, vegetarian life. So the vegetarian is upset that she can't buy fake meat. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, why do you want to buy fake meat? Isn't your whole thing that, like, vegetables is the way to go? And you're like, oh, but I I also want to eat a cheeseburger. 
Why? Yeah. You're, you don't, if you're, you're a, a poser. Veg- yeah, if you're a vegetarian, you don't like cheeseburgers. What is it? What is with the fake meat industry? I don't even understand it. So the this now, Andy, you're gonna get upset now because the Kellogg strike means more than just fake meat is not being produced. Uh, and then some snack foods like Pringles, Rice Krispies, and Cheez-Its. Such so, a bummer because Cheez-Its are so, so far superior to their main competitor, Cheese Nips. Yeah. That is such a bummer. We can't buy Cheez-Its right now because the employees are on strike and we need to support them by not buying Cheez-Its, even though Cheez-Its are far superior to their competitor. It, that tears it. I'm a socialist now. You won me over. Yep, yep. They, they can't be with Cheez-Its. Yep. Do I really need to buy Cheez-Its? Is there something else that I can get instead that's maybe like um, a better, more local or like small company or something? I can't believe these people are unemployable. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. shocking to me. I'm sure that their job interviews go so well. It's it's amazing that they're they're not getting hired for all of the best paying gigs out there. Um, let's talk more about these strikes. This is the episode I want to do. is all about strikes and how great they are and how bad <laughs> corporations are. And he also pointed out that Kellogg's made record profits during the pandemic, um, which was largely due to how much overtime people were working because there was short staffing. All right, how does this make sense, Andy? They were making record profits because people were working overtime. Can you connect those two things in your head? Uh, no. No. I used to work at <laughs> I used to work at Uno's, Pizzeria Uno's. I was a I was a line cook. And they wouldn't schedule you for more than 35 hours because as soon as you got to 40 and a half, they're paying you time and a half. So they didn't want anyone to work 40 hours or even close to that because they might have to pay you more money. And this woman's saying record profits because everyone's working overtime. Okay. Yeah, it, people are usually working overtime because they're short-staffed. Correct. And they're paying somebody time and a half instead of two people right. full-time. They'd rather know? do that. They'd rather pay less than time and a half or double time. So then they're talking about the Nabisco strike and uh, the terrible working conditions for these people who are employed by Nabisco out in Portland. And it began in response to just like terrible working conditions in Nabisco plants um, with workers being basically forced to be at work for 12 to 16 hour shifts, six to seven days a week um, or risk losing their jobs. Um, All right. So I looked this up because this sounds ridiculous. Six to seven days a week, 12 to 16 hour shifts. This would equate to on the low end, 72 hours a week on the high end, 112 hours per week is what these people were being forced to work. So I went ahead and looked this up, and what I found was several employees stated that it was not uncommon for workers to work six to seven days a week, 12 to 16-hour shifts, and this was presented by Vice Media. So Vice Media obviously is a propaganda tool. And none of that is even close to to true. And then when you actually read into it, it says the existing pay system included time and a half pay for overtime and any work on Saturday and double pay for any work on Sunday. But the new system that Nabisco proposed, this is the reason why they went on strike, would see a flat rate pay regardless of days until the worker reached 40 hours a week. So in other words, 
You might work Sunday through Thursday. I know people who work Tuesday through Saturday. Their weekend is Sunday and Monday. My wife is one of those people. And they're bitching. They're like, why don't I get time and a half on a Saturday? Because Saturday is just a Saturday. What do you mean? Yeah. What are you talking about? It's just a day. Who cares? You still have the weekend. You still have two days off every week. And so they changed that and said, we don't get time and a half on Saturdays because it's Saturday or double time on Sundays because it's Sunday. You're still working 40 hours a week. And these idiots are saying they're working 112 hours a week. There's no way they're doing that. They have to pay them time and a half for every minute over 40 hours. I'm sorry. I'm too passionate about this. <laughs> I'm just saying they're stupid. I guess is my point. But their point is that corporations are bad, right? And corporations don't care about you. They don't care about their employees. And listen, I worked for Gannett. I agree. And corporations aren't paid to care about people. That's not their mission in life. But I think it's funny because communists have a really hard time with asking for money and why they deserve money, even though corporations don't deserve money. And they say that's at the end. <laughs> yeah, work won't love you back, but who will love you back in a parasocial kind of way is us. And you can acquire that by going to patreon.com slash season of the bitch. You can join our discord where you do actually get to speak with the real us. Yeah, corporations don't care about you, but we do. We actually love you all individually for who you are. I don't know if that's, I don't think that's true. I think they're wrong about that. This show was diff- difficult to listen to for me. I had a hard time. Oh, God, it. yeah. <laughs> but did you know, Carl, that any woman that's ever accomplished anything is a girl boss? No, I didn't know that. Word means, words mean things. Listeners know that this is something I care about is that words have meaning. But I digress. Yeah. Um, it's very important. So, Zoe, would you say that the suffragettes were the original girl bosses? Honestly, yes. <laughs> Great. Love that. 100%. Future master of gender. <laughs> Your opinion on this means a lot to me. Yeah, I mean, pretty much the first girl bosses. They were like, we can vote. Yeah, so girl boss is something that uh, this woman, Sophia Amoruso, who started a company called Nasty Gals, coined. Yeah. And that company went out of business in about three years. Oh, it so didn't catch on. I wouldn't... I, yeah, I wouldn't start saying that, you know, I'm a girl boss because it's really just code for being a failure. And to walk around me like, oh, Susan B. Anthony is a girl boss, you know, and you're like, Harriet Tubman was, don't slut shame me. I'm pulling a train on the under- Underground <laughs> Railroad. And it's like, not everyone is a fucking girl boss. It's so dumb. Also, Andy, can we both agree? It's just you and me talking right now. We're not on, on the internet or anything. Women voting right. has it- been a mistake, right? Allowing women to well, vote. It's not working out. Can we all whole agree country on that? Was, yeah, yeah. I mean, this whole country <laughs> was founded by, like, a bunch of people that didn't want to live under a monarchy. They came here, started democracy, and then women were just, like, two steps behind that, doing it, uh, you know, the same thing but worse. That's suffrage. This guy gets it. Land-owning white males. That's That's who's supposed to be voting in these elections. I'm glad you understand. (laughs) All right. Here is um, some talk about the fact that nobody wants to work, Andy. We've seen like swaths of employers suggesting that no one wants to work. And of course, why would we want to work? First of all, Um, I think there is. Obviously, we don't want to work. (laughs) Yeah. No, I. And if you do. Wow. I mean, good. I don't know. I don't know. Andy. 
nobody wants to work. Everyone wants to just be lazy and not non-productive and accomplish nothing in life. Don't you know that? This is actively making me angry right, right. now. Yeah. I, I fucking can't stand these women. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You got to understand that laziness is a political stance. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I personally have gotten very big on calling my own laziness and anti-work politics. Um, Hell yeah. So feel feel free to steal that one. Yeah. Uh, you're making a political statement by taking a nap in the middle of the day, um, not being exactly. lazy. Taking a nap in the middle of the day is a political statement, Andy. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say playing video games all day long is also a political statement. Sure. Why I not? Mean, Let's let's all just stay home. If, I mean, if we all stay home and sit here and wait for the Amazon person to bring our shit. Oh, wait, somebody has to drive your shit to your house and somebody has to be at Amazon to pack it and send it to your house. So you could sit there and wait for your fucking toilet paper to show up. You fat piece of shit. Wait, are you saying that their ideal society can't actually happen because it doesn't make any sense? Is that what oh, you're yeah, saying? I'm saying they're completely out of touch with reality. Yes. They're completely out of touch re with reality. This woman's talking about being a college professor because she's got her PhD. And before she's even teaching a class, she's dreading every second of it. Let's say, like, you want to teach 10 classes in a year as a professor. Like, think about how, if you, how many papers you have to grade, how many syllabi you have to create, how many books you have to read, like, how many students' names you have to memorize. Um, it's just like insanely exploitative and I'm okay to probably not be part of that industry. She's already dreading having to work. If I get a job, I'll have to work. Well, yeah. yeah it's called doing your job, asshole. And being a college professor is one of the greatest gigs. I was just hanging out with my friend who's a college professor when we were down in South Carolina recently. And he has so much free time and he loves it. We were talking about that specifically. He's like, yeah, I get four months off at this time. I get a month off at that time. I brew my own beer. We have parties. Like, yes, being a college professor is a fucking sweet-ass gig. This woman's going, I have to grade papers and learn people's names? Yes. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> All those students that paid tuition to take this class, I have to remember their names? No, what I'm the not, not going to do that. <laughs> fucking loser. What a, what a piece of shit. Yeah, these people... Um, these people are not fun in any way. Yeah, that's a really good point. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. My clip 10, here's some more of them talking about, uh, you know, politics and not being able to speak. You know, there's just really nothing like a little imperialism to prove that women can be just as patriotic, patriotic, patriotic as men. And so women's work efforts during the war was also then used as another argument to prove that women deserved full citizenship because they were like helping with the war. Oh God. Oh yeah. Well, all the men were fighting the war and they had to activate women to actually do something. This fucking trash isn't going to take itself out. Dorothy do yeah. fucking something. You know what else they were doing? Andy, I happen to know this. I'm a historian. They were playing baseball and crying. There's no crying in baseball. All right, that old gag. So this woman knows someone who worked at a grocery store during the pandemic. And uh, times were tough for people who, who worked in grocery stores. Um, my friends who work in grocery stores had some really horrifying experiences during like the height of the pandemic. Um, I have one friend who works in like a fairly conservative part of California. Um, and he was a manager at a grocery store and was like, 
regularly having customers like shout at him and threaten him occasionally like actually get like physically shove him and like touch him um for him asking them to put on a mask um which you know not only did he want to do for his own safety but is also like literally part of his job he would be fired if he let people come in without wearing a mask um i'm gonna go ahead and call a uh, bullshit on this one that this guy is getting into fights with people over masks at a grocery store bullshit she also heard that there were people who weren't given gloves to wear I also heard a lot about like lack of safety equipment rules, like everyone has to wear gloves, but then like the corporate office didn't actually send the store gloves. So everyone had to get their own or like figure it out for themselves. People had to buy their own gloves. Andy, I don't <laughs> want to live in this world. Please bring communism in. And yeah, people yeah. have to buy their own gloves. What the fuck? <laughs> Could you imagine? Everybody was dealing. I mean, yeah, it was the pan. People were not prepared for the pan. Pandemic. This is fucking old news. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> All right, Andy, what else do you have? Clip 11. Clip 11. This is uh, even more Wikipedia. Are we then to believe that two errors will make a right? Are we to assume that the poison already inherent in politics will be decreased if women were to enter the political arena? The most ardent suffragettes would hardly maintain such a folly. Mm. Mic drop. Fucking mic drop. I don't know. Are we supposed to believe that? Ask, ask Pelosi in her resting cunt face whether politics are better <laughs> with fucking women in it. Wow, Andy, I would do that as a joke if you're leading completely into it. I love it. I'm like, women shouldn't be in power. She's like, yeah, I know. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> How can people um, send you death threats if they want to reach out to you, Andy? Do you have an email address or something? Are we or... making jokes here? Or are we not? Oh, just, okay, fair enough. We're just having some fun. Nancy Pelosi looks like Skeletor at this point. Have you seen her recently? Why the fuck is this woman still in front of a camera, let alone running the fucking country? What's going yeah, on? She needs a she needs a forty ounce of baby blood stat. <laughs> yes. Are you going to be shocked to learn that the host of this show is from Buffalo, Carl? Did you know is this? Is she really? I did not know that. They're right around the corner from here. In clip nine, there's a little hometown name drop. It's also worth mentioning, um, almost, you know, of equal importance of that, uh, that Susan B. Anthony is from and is buried in Rochester, New York, um, which is a sister city to Buffalo, which we're going to get to in a little bit. It feels <laughs> like, you know, the girl boss energy just radiates. <laughs> In these Rust Belt cities. Amazing. Wait, we're the sister city to Buffalo? Fuck that noise. I guess. I don't want to be a sister city breaking, to Buffalo. Another breaking news. I'm moving the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I'm but going no, to Austin, I, Texas. I just mentioned that um, Nancy Pelosi looks like Skeletor. That was just a thought I had off the top of my head. There's already a GIF about it. I had no idea. So what did the <laughs> Alex in the Discord Put uh, an yeah, I am Nancy Pelosi Skeletor gif in there. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Well, I guess that's a thing that I, who knew? Uh, anything else you have on the um, season of the bitch podcast, Andy? Oh, God. No, I will just say that this episode was, um, it was just shy of 50 minutes. I only listened to like 50. All these clips were from the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't know. fucking take it. It was, <laughs> it was awful. Everything was pretty clippable from these women all right it's time for cringe of the week cringe of the week you'll be shocked to hear that adam thoreau sent this one in and it is probably the shortest cringe of the week ever 
Hey, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Say It Ain't So. Then welcome to the next episode. Hey, welcome to the next week's episode of Who Are These Podcasts? This is that would be this would be the current episode. All right, whatever. I thought. Am that was I funny. in the future? <laughs> yes. Gotta go back in time. All right. So <laughs> Howard Stern was talking about Henry Ruggs the Third. You know who that is? And I know no. you're, not, you're not a sports guy. So Henry Ruggs the Third was driving 156 miles. But he's a wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. He's driving 156 miles per hour while twice the legal limit on alcohol. And ran into a car with a 23-year-old girl and her dog and blew it up. Like, these women, this woman is, is done so. And uh, Howard's talking about that. At the same time, he's talking about Aaron Rodgers. Now, you know what Aaron Rodgers did. Very similar yes. to murdering people while you're drunk and driving way too fast. He tested positive for COVID. Very similar thing. But this fucking guy, they should throw him out of the league so fast. With the guy who crashed his car at 153 miles an hour and some poor lady, this guy, some poor lady was walking her dog and the dog and the lady burned up in his car because he hit him. And uh, she, the, the last words out of her were just screams of pain from the fire. Mm. I mean, he's facing 40 years in jail. It should be a life sentence. I mean, he just essentially just killed someone with his car, but he should be thrown out of the league, which he was, I assume. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, come on, dude. Really? Howard's fucking lost it. I don't know why you'd put those two people in the same sentence. Also, yeah. the idea that she burned up in his car, according to Howard Stern, who obviously is out of touch at this point, he ran into her while she was walking her dog. They spun over and landed in her car. Eric Zane sent me this clip. He's like, according to Howard... These this this woman and her dog did a backflip into his car. He then got out of his car, and then the car blew up and burned. Burned. Uh, what is he talking about? She was yeah. in her own car <laughs> when he hit her. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Derrick Henry jaywalking. He should be kicked out of the league too. Well, Derrick Henry was jaywalking. I mean, along with Henry Ruggs the Third and Aaron Rodgers. These people are a menace to society. Speaking of menaces to society. He's a swollen alcoholic. The kind who drinks Coors Light to hydrate He will never let you down in bed Unless you're a hot married lesbian And he forgets his dick pills at the Pickwick He will never let you forget Kareem Abdul-Jabbar roast He says all the time And you know that he's lying No issue with the cockroach He's not right No, he's not bright No, he's not Super Chats to pay his bills, yeah. Now, Thanks for the two bucks. <laughs> All right. So I got Adam Thoreau. Phenomenal job with that song. I, I just find Love that to it. be funny every single time. Speaking of dick pills, 
Did you know that John got his dick pills robbed from him in Vegas? <laughs> Did you hear this story? This is amazing. No. Yes, thank you, Benny. Look, we need to raise more money for this fight, guys. I, yeah, I'm not stopping. I'm not letting up. Just to prove to you I'm not letting up and that your dollars are not going for naught, I called my buddy Eric Silva last night, spoke to my fellow drop-in writer, Troy Thomas, and... Uh, because I needed Eric's phone number because I lose because I lost my phone. Oh, by the way, I didn't lose my phone. It turned out it was stolen. I'll, I'll talk to you all about that. Well, just it's very simple. And I'll say this before I get these <laughs> before I get these. I'm stuttering. These kill me before I get these veterans on. See, you don't stutter when you scream. Uh, anyway, I parked in Vegas. I had my gym bag which I don't know why I, I didn't work out because I was feeling nauseous the whole time. I had my <laughs> I had my suitcase and I had my computer bag. Uh-huh. I decided to leave my old cell phone that had my stand-up stuff in the glove right underneath my dick pills. So I forgot about the dick pills. So when I'm – so I get in my car. I drive all the way back from Vegas. Then I look for the phone I can't find. I thought maybe, you know – I don't know. I you know I you know I grabbed it and brought it inside. I I took the inside outside of my bedroom, down into the living room, checked everywhere, everywhere, can't find. It. I'm like I don't know what happened to this. Then my friend Jason asked me if he could have a dick pill. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> and then I go. Oh, I gotta pause it real quick. So <laughs> I love that John brings dick pills with him to Vegas. He doesn't need them. You know, obviously he didn't hook up with anyone. And then he drives back home, and weeks have gone by now, and he hasn't needed them, so he didn't know they were stolen. And then the reason why he finds out they're stolen is because his buddy needs a dick pill. He's like, just pretend that you needed the dick pill, John. Pretend there was a chick who wanted to fuck you. Now, my buddy wanted a dick pill, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, I got tons I'll never use. Here you go. Oh, no. Yeah. They're gone. My dick pills are gone. So if you see, so then... That's his then, phone going off, by the way. Right. I, uh, Fucking idiot. I realized that I was robbed. All right. So John, John got his car broken into, apparently, and got his dick pills and old iPhone stolen out of his car. Yeah. And John, <laughs> turn your phone to silent, you moron. It's a little switch on the side of your phone. It just it stops from making noise while you're podcasting. I don't know anyone else whose phone is going off the entire time they're fucking out of show. Never heard it, that hasn't before. Hasn't he been doing the same stand-up routine for 20 years? Why I does know. he still need his fucking jokes on his phone? Well, apparently he doesn't. And nobody's stealing that material. He didn't realize his phone was stolen until his buddy asked him for a dick pill. And he's like, oh, where yeah. are my dick pills? And also, where's my phone my stand-up routine? Damn it. Where's my routine? <laughs> <laughs> dick pills and, and jokes. Two things he'll never need ever again. John was on Alonzo Bowden's podcast. This is fucking hilarious, Andy. Before the show starts, he doesn't realize that the show has started. And he's talking about Susanna's new husband. This is fucking funny right here. How you doing, Aaron? Aaron, I hate that name. That's my my ex-wife's new husband's name. You should be happy then. That took over your alimony. You should love Aaron. <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? Should be your favorite name. Yeah, he's a dick. That's okay. <laughs> not your problem. No, it's not. It's not. 
Oh, we're on? Yeah, we're on. Hello, this is Alonzo. I'd like to welcome you. Whoops! (laughs) John just admitted that he hates Susanna's new husband. You know, the one that his kids were all very excited about at their wedding. Had these really nice speeches about what a great guy he is. And John goes out and he's like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. He's such an asshole. Oh, we're on? Oh, shit. Okay, hey, what's going on? (laughs) Welcome to Alonzo Bowden Show. Wow. I don't think Great. he wanted that to get out there, if I would have guessed. I listened to one. I, I mean, I always just listen to the first 10 minutes because the next yeah. hour and a half is just somebody else doing his show for him. Correct. But the one that I listened to um, was him starting out by saying that he is losing all of his hardware to even properly do his show. He comes on, it sounds like shit, and he has to explain why. Clip 14. Yeah, baby, welcome to the world-famous Stuttering John podcast with your favorite world-famous host, Stuttering John Melendez. I am not with my microphone today because, not because I don't have the stupid thing, but because I had the, I had the connection interface, you know, to hook mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. When I moved the computer from, from my bedroom to this room, I don't know. It disappeared. What? It literally disappeared. What do you mean? And I just spent the last five minutes trying to find it. I don't know what happened to it. Checked under my bed. <laughs> checked in my blanket. <laughs> can't find it. That's two things now lost. <laughs> Hopefully I'll find one of them. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a moron. <laughs> I lost my wife and my family. And the connector for my microphone into my computer. <laughs> what else can I lose? Holy shit. This fucking guy is the definition of a loser. He's losing yeah, right. shit. <laughs> He's definitely a loser. All right. I want to go into this episode that I was checking out. Uh, I think it's from cool. Tuesday. Something like that. <clears throat> Yeah, baby, welcome to the world-famous Stuttering John podcast with your favorite world-famous host, (laughs) Stuttering John Melendez, here to serve you. He's out of breath to start the show, which is hilarious. (laughs) Welcome to the Stuttering John podcast. (laughs) And I love that he says, with your world-famous host, and then says his name, hey, welcome to Carl Hamburger's show with your world-famous host, Carl Hamburger. That's me! The world-famous <laughs> guy. All right, John, we get it. It's fine. And then he has a joke that he's got already prepared, and he fucks it up. It's unbelievable. Only in this world, Big Bird gets a vaccine, and what was it? I can't remember what I said. Big Bird gets a vaccine. Uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't. Who's the real bird brain? Good one. Good one, John. Fucking idiot. He just <laughs> loves to, to retell his tweets on the show. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. He must have tweeted, tweeted that. The other day. What, what mm-hmm. was that thing that I said about the bird brain? Oh, that's right. Aaron Rodgers is a... a Aaron Rodgers... It's much smarter than Stuttering John. He's one of the best quarterbacks right. to ever play football, which is a position that's very difficult to play. Anyway, that's beside the point. He can't. Well, he can't shut up about Aaron Rodgers. Clip twenty. This is him going on and on about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, good. Aaron Rodgers seeked medical advice from Joe Rogan. 
when it comes to COVID. What's next? Heart surgery from Carrot Top? I think you may be Good concussed. One. What the hell is wrong with Aaron Rodgers going to Joe Rogan? I go, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my next colonoscopy from from uh Aaron Rodgers, because he's used to hanging out with assholes. Okay. <laughs> what the what? hell? Aaron Rodgers, you are, and I met you, you're a nice man. But you are stupid. Okay. Going to Joe. Joe Rogan for COVID advice? What's next? Going to Joe Rogan for hair restoration counseling? Mm. I mean, good one. Are you out of your mind? What's next? Going going to Beetlejuice to be your next dentist? Oh God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Aaron Rodgers, come here, come here. <laughs> Some good jokes Carl, there. Wow. What's next? A play date with Jared Fogle? Oh! I mean, what's next? Cocktails with Bill Cosby? What's next? Nick Bates going to write your next album for you? What? What's next? A prostate exam from Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> Great jokes. I freaking hate vaginas. <laughs> Yeah, those are some uh, those are some good jokes there, Suttery John. I'm glad that you uh, worked up Bring to those. And up. We all know that John's a great joke writer because he was hired by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is getting a lot of heat, and I'm glad he's getting a lot of heat from my good buddy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. In fact, I got a book. It's close. <laughs> Almost uh, got it. <laughs> Kareem on this show. Uh, I was Kareem's head writer for his roast. And I got to write for Kareem and Bill Walton and a bunch of the Lakers and, and we you know, know, other players. And it was a real, real, real fun time. I got to shoot with Kareem, a bunch of video dropping bits. And uh, I had my friend Eric do the effects. But all we get talking about Holy shit. We just did, as I was talking about. The first 30 minutes of John's audiobook on yeah. the, the Patreon episode. Holy shit. All it is is talking about his list of accomplishments. I no. swear to God, this guy has 17 thoughts in his head, and that's all that ever comes out all the time. Let me tell you about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said he's an idiot, and guess what? I used to write for the Kareem. Yes, <laughs> we know. <laughs> Fucking A. All right. So John's doing a new show now, which everyone's very excited about. Because he's been doing this political show three days a week, and then he does the Beer on the Balcony. Well, we got a, a big announcement. And I'm going to talk about this on the Beer on the Balcony at 2 o'clock today. Guess what? No guests. This Beer on the Balcony is just moi. I am going to do a show, what the, I believe, once a week. Just all entertainment. Yep, it's going to be called What Bugs Me About Hollywood. All right, so John's got a new show called What Bugs Me About Hollywood, which oh I'm excited about because this political stuff is so boring. So I'm very excited about this show. What's he going to be talking about on this show? And then we'll talk about my old friend who now 
apparently doesn't like me anymore, Artie Lang. And uh, because he just started his show, Halfway House, again. I'm glad to see he's back. Uh, I have no hard feelings for Artie, despite all the crappy shit he said about me. But we both were guilty of that, although I didn't start it. All right. So there's this feud between Suttering John and Artie Lang. Artie doesn't know about it, but Suttering John does. All right. Right, yeah. And what's funny is that back in 2017, maybe 2016, something like that, John was on Artie's podcast. And John went on Beer on the Balcony on this solo show and went in and explained all the shit that went down on this episode of Beer on the Balcony. And he talks about how Artie was talking about his kids and all this shit that Artie was doing and why Artie's such an asshole. So our friend Ryan Sharman, God bless you, Ryan. He's been on the show before. He used to be a moderator for Stuttering John on his YouTube channel. Ryan put together a clip. This is is a little bit longer. It's worth it. You're going to hear John talking about his appearance on Artie's show and then what actually happened. And this proves that John is lying or he doesn't remember what happened in any single way or he's changed it in his own head to fit his new reality. But uh, this is very well done, Ryan. Thanks for putting this together. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're here listening to the Audio Lang Podcast along with the Stuttering John Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to... Artie's doing his podcast, and he's just trashing me, trashing me. And then that comes to the infamous one when I had Tammy Pescatelli on here, you know, and we were, uh, I only had a couple beers. Like, you know, you know, I know Tammy thinks I was about, I, I only had a couple beers with Derek. How many beers have you had? Oh, only 10. Well, here we go with the exaggeration. No, I, had, well, how many beers? I had three yeah. beers since I got here. Maybe four. And he starts trying me to admit that Jay Leno is funnier than Larry the Cable Guy. This was all because Artie saw a, a picture of of Larry the Cable Guy at some comedy club. And he, says he, and he was like, he doesn't deserve to be on the wall. I do. Something like that. That was when I saw, that's the first time I saw Larry the Cable Guy. I saw a picture of him and I said to the guy, what is this guy? And the guy goes, that's his bit. I go, that's never going to work. Right. <laughs> How astute you I are, said, No, I said to the guy, well, that's the point of the story. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, I said, uh, this guy, that, that's a ridiculous gimmick. Tell the guy to go back to his, the guy's got, now the guy's got a gym in his house. <laughs> so I have in the back of my head, I say, you know what? If Artie's going to start with me, because he had done it two shows before I go, if he's going to fuck with me, I ain't taking it. I'm going to kick him in the balls and hope he comes after me. And I'm going to beat the living shit out of him. And then he started trashing me. And then he started talking about my trans kid. And that was it. Yeah. My oldest is trans. Had an operation. Is that really true? Yeah. Why? No, wait, that's I not knew true. that. Let's get this. Is it well, true? Let's, I, well, are you kidding? I no, you I'm not kidding. kidding you know? Let's not kid at all about this. this is yeah, you know, no, let's be serious. Bu- so... And I said, Artie, you know, how many times did you stab yourself? Was it eight or nine? Did it hurt? Now, you might say that's cruel. You know what? I was done. And I said, I'm going to kick him in the balls. 
When you were stabbing yourself, did it hurt? I don't know. You're the Puerto Rican. You tell me. <laughs> No, no, I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, uh, the, you oh know, you kept going. Like, what, what? You oh. just, you just with that. I couldn't get her done. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you don't want to talk candidly, but I'm just, I'm just. I'm, well, that's I'm, a great question. I'll think about it. Uh, all hey, right, so uh, you just want to avoid the whole thing. Hey, but who's my friend stabbing himself? Can <laughs> <laughs> you, you get a pussy and buy me a car? <laughs> <laughs> can you tell everybody I write on the show? <laughs> I said, hey, Artie, how did, so how did, you know, how did bleach taste? <laughs> it's like when you tried to kill yourself and fucking failed and fucking drank bleach. What is, what is that about? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. How do you, you know, you, you know. Yeah, you that, that was warranted. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was because, you know what, Artie, like. I made fun of your joke and you, you made fun of me trying to kill me. <laughs> I go, Artie, do you realize the only reason that you're alive is because. Your mother brought chicken cutlets over to feed your fat ass, and she found you bleeding in bed. No, I I always treat you like I can't make I can't make too many jokes about you because well, I'm, I know you clearly you put on the kit gloves. No, I do, I do <laughs> with the suicide joke. <laughs> the that only, wasn't even a joke. The only reason why he got saved is because his mom was bringing food over for him. Yeah, Jesus, that's not even funny. Audie went silent. I shut him up. <laughs> We're goofing around. Insults is the I, I insulted the Liar the Cable Guy, and you had the bleach jokes. <laughs> 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 is that a new routine, the bleach bit? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bruce, my friend's killing himself. If, if I were you, I'd, I'd get a pussy. <laughs> No, but here's the thing, Russ, because I, really hey, hey. I really do love Artie, hey, and Bruce, I really hey, care about him. I love Artie. I'm very upset. Are you paying for this round? <laughs> but what is bothering you? Is it still your father on the roof? Uh, Thank you, John, for bringing that up. It doesn't mean hey, anything. The he's trying to change the subject because he's getting killed. No, I don't give a shit about getting killed. Is that what it is? It's another no-hitter. Wow. <laughs> John's appearance on Artie Lang's podcast is insane. That's crazy. What an asshole. I think that was Tammy Pascatelli, who was the third mic on there. It was just like, what? why are you doing this? What are you doing? Why are you talking about this? Yeah. What's going on right now? We're trying to have fun. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Holy it's shit. not even jokes either. It would be like, oh, John, why are you upset? Is it because your kids like your wife's new husband more than you <laughs> yes not, right not a joke it's just being nasty it's just being very mean yes correct yeah. all right so you know andy that uh, john makes his income from youtube and the super chats and you also know that he gets paid on the 11th well the 11th was just this week so let's say hide oh by the way this is the last day of the month uh well it's the last day of the month but the um uh, you know the i get uh the youtube closes on the 11th for the month of um october and the beginning of you know uh, of november so if you do want a super chat uh now's the time uh let me say hi to a lot of the people here just getting uh text from guests that are not able to do the show. So he's getting distracted by his phone because it's going off in the middle of his show. And then he's like, 
Uh, and that's another person who's turning me down. All right. Oh, this girl doesn't <laughs> want to go out for dinner. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> We're still doing really well here. Uh, no, I don't want to hear your band play. Okay. Nope. I guess that's not going to happen. All right. So anyway, uh, who's here? And then he goes to this roll call that lasts for, I'm not lying, 10 minutes. 10 minutes of explaining every single fucking person who's watching mm-hmm. his show. <laughs> so, it's so, so obnoxious. He's constantly getting fucked with and trolled by everybody, which is great. I checked so many times. Jill, you are not blocked anywhere on YouTube. I would never block you. You've been a great supporter of this program, and I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. So I don't know. It, it must be a YouTube glitch. And it's their fault because I know you would super chat a lot. So it's costing them money. It's costing me money. But I would never block you. I checked everywhere on YouTube. And you were not anywhere to be seen blocked. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, unless your name is Throbby Vaney Dix. <laughs> that name is blocked. I love that. I've never heard another show where the guy has to keep telling people, I'm not the one blocking. You keep saying you're blocked. I'm not blocking you. I don't see that you're blocked. I looked at all the different systems. I don't see that you're blocked. I don't think you're blocked. John, you're being fucked with, you moron, you dumb moron. <laughs> and all this on Super Chat Saturday. <laughs> I know. It's, it's my Super Chat Saturday. You guys are fucking with me. So after 10 minutes of going through every single fucking person's name, there's 40 people watching him. Right. And he has to explain that. All right. It might seem like I don't have a big audience because I'm able to call every single person out by name who's watching. But that's not the case. You don't realize because you see I'm on Facebook and Twitch and iTunes and Libsyn and Spotify and Pandora. I'm all over the place. So, you know, so so the numbers are everywhere. I'm not just on one uh, platform. So it's very hard to, you know. You know, because you're going to do it in all different places. But uh, Andy, you might think that a few hundred people are watching Suttery John when he's going live, but you would be very wrong about that. There's millions <laughs> of people. He's just on so many platforms you can't keep up. And that's why you don't understand that. <laughs> it's so pathetic. Is there anything else that you pulled from Stuttering John we should discuss before I move on? Sure. They, they, he, he opens the show with that stupid fucking Trump train song yeah. every time. And yeah. it's it's so ridiculous. Why can't you just pare it down to 30 seconds or a minute? And even the people in his chat are fucking sick of it. In clip 16, some guy starts calling him out to get rid of it. Uh, Willie Sudweeks, I think you should get off the Trump train by not using that damn song anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I don't get copyright strikes from the USA singers. I played like, I played the trailer from the supporters and I got a copyright strike from the music in it. That's not the point. The point is that it's a three minute long song and you play it every fucking time. It's, it's too long. But it's free to me, so I gotta use it. Yeah, I know. He, he goes, no, you don't understand. They let me play their song. No, we know that. We know that. It's fine. It's just, it's too much. It's not a good theme song. I don't know how to edit it down to a reasonable length. (laughs) Obviously not. He has no idea. Which I will give Andy. I want to give you credit real quick. Back when I wrote the theme song for Who Are These Podcasts, that's a minute long. I believe you were the one who told me, it's like, can you just pick like a segment from that song and use that? It's too long. (laughs) Your theme song's too long. So you've been consistent on this point. I'll give that to you. All right, go ahead. 
constructive criticism. Yes, correct. <laughs> Fucking Andy's a troll. <laughs> he doesn't like my theme song. <laughs> yeah. I hope his mom gets hit by a car. <laughs> I hope that when someone gets hurt who's a twin, that the other person gets hurt too, and then his brother gets hit by a car, and then Andy feels it. That's too clever. That's <laughs> too much. All right. And uh, the episode that I listened to, he was also teasing the fact that Beer in the Balcony was coming up, but nobody was slated to be on it. He oh, could not find anybody to be on. It's great. I've been working on a Beer on the Balcony. It might have to wait to tomorrow or Monday because I haven't got a guest yet uh, for Beer on the Balcony. You know, uh, so we'll see because... Uh, I've, uh, you know, I've reached out to a few people and haven't heard back yet. You're an alcoholic. <laughs> you wouldn't come to work hungover unless you're an alcoholic. Dude, you got a disease. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some things are better left unsaid, John. You know, it's like... Nobody wants to do it. Right. When I have Jen from the Jingles Department as a co-host, I'm like, hey, look at how exciting this is. Jen from the Jingles Department is here. Hey, it's Vic co-hosting with me. Look at how great this is, you know? Pretend like you did that on purpose, you dummy. He's all excited about his new teeth also, Carl. In COVID-19, oh, yeah? we get a dental update. Oh, good. Speaking of beautiful, look at those. That temporary laminate from a real dentist. Not like the last one. It still managed to stay. So I upped it and get, went to a real dentist, not like the horrible dentistry that I had uh, before. He he falls into that bargain hunter's trap. You, you tried to cheap out. Yep. You got you spent money on tr trash, and then you had to go and spend a real amount of money at a professional, and ended up paying more when you were trying to save money. Correct. You're a sucker. And he was bitching about it too. Five thousand dollars. Meanwhile. He's got all of his dental work that's got to happen in order to get his teeth fixed. It's like, yeah, that's what, that's what that costs, dummy. Dentists are, are good at what they do. So John, again, is talking about his trip to D.C. And this is going to happen, Andy. I don't know why you're a hater. Do you think it's not going to happen? He, <laughs> he just needs to figure out what Congress's schedule is. That's all. Gonzo, I need you to do me a favor. Give me the, give me the scheduling again. When Congress is in session for November, December, January, and February. Because I need to know when I'm going to book my flight and come out there. Someone in the subreddit, the Davos Anonymous subreddit, had a really funny comment about that. It's as if only people in New Jersey know when the Giants are playing a home game. I, my friend in New yeah. Jersey told me that the Giants are home this weekend, so I'm going to try to get out to that game. It's like This is public information, John. You don't need Gonzo. <laughs> To tell you when Congress is in session. There's a schedule. You can find out for yourself. I don't know when I'm going to go. I, uh, I got to talk to Gonzo and figure it out. You fucking moron. <laughs> so stupid. Gonzo's got to tell me how to work Google. And then, not only does he need to figure out when they're in session, but he's going to need to get a crew to record him, obviously. And this is more involved than you might think, Andy. I do have to organize my trip to D.C., and I got to figure out, I, you know, I almost got to get, I don't know, maybe I'll talk to Benny Loco uh, or, you know, you know, Nikki B. I need some, I need some kind of, you know, a, a production help, like going on Craigslist and finding the crew, 
you know, if Goodstein, you know, can't get me one, you know, for that week, um, uh, I have to see, you know, because it, it's, uh, you know, there's only so much that I could do. I mean, I'm, you know, you, you know, but I am doing it. I actually got to hit Adam Hunter up because I need a few more questions. I'd like to do one more brainstorming session with him. Uh, I know it's getting cold there, Mark. I, I, just, I have to see when the best time is. I, I got to talk to some Washington insiders. <laughs> he needs a Washington insider. I thought it was really funny there. He goes, I need Benny Loco to help me figure out how to use Craigslist. It wasn't, I need someone to help me put a crew together. I need someone to tell me how to put an ad on Craigslist to put a crew together. Like, John, really? You know how to put a post on Craigslist? Is that possible? Are you possibly that dumb? Does he ever figure anything out himself? No, no. it's always Hal. <laughs> it's always Hal Sparks or someone else showing him how to do shit. And he's talking about how amazing Hal is at this conversation Hale was having on his show about how the rising gas prices are not Biden's fault. Just like Hal said about the gas prices going up. And I, I did the research after I had Hal on, and he was spot on accurate. It has nothing to do with the president. It has everything to do with supply and demand. It's called capitalism. All right. I know we've been talking too much about politics today, but John thinks that gas prices are based on capitalism. I can't think of something further away from capitalism than the price of gasoline. OPEC equals capitalism. The first thing Biden did, the very first thing he did was shut down the Keystone Pipeline. And here's Hal Sparks showing gas prices are based on capitalism. It's supply and demand. Uh, Okay. Sure. Maybe maybe the pharmaceutical industry, too, is just all based on capitalism. That's why the prices are what they are, you fucking idiots. So then Hale comes out. I don't usually pull clips from Hale, but apparently Hale was debating Scott DePace, you know, the Howard TV guy back in the day. He was friends with John. And uh, they were debating each other, and Hale explains why Scott DePace is totally out of it when it comes to politics. And, of course, all of the fallbacks are based on massive fallacies i mean just the just the whole like existence of the hunter biden laptop like let's just start from scratch right there show it to me in an era in an era of instagram and lunch and there are there's video of rudy talking with levin eagle or talking to some like hooker in ukraine going hey see you soon baby but there's no picture of the laptop. How many pictures do you have on your phone of lunch or beers or like friends you don't use? But there's no, there's no video of the laptop. So Hale Sparks thinks Hunter Biden's laptop is bullshit. He's wrong. He goes, there's no video of the laptop. Yeah, but hell, there's photos and videos from the laptop. Isn't that more important than seeing what the laptop looks like? You have Hunter Biden smoking crack, jerking off fucking hookers. They're underage girls on there. How do you not see this shit? Are you that stupid that you think like, yeah, but I haven't actually seen what the laptop looks like. It's a MacBook Pro. Whatever. Who cares? The videos have all come out. The text conversations. It's all out there. It exists. It's real. You fuck. Anyway, not to get too political on you in there, Andy. (laughs) Wasn't the point of this. Anything else from Senator John? 
Oh, God. It, I mean, he just had a joke that he tweeted that he had to retell in clip oh, 18. He I did, like, like that. came up with theme songs for everybody from the Stern show, except Howard. It, it's fucking lame. Oh, God. The theme song. I, I, I'm doing this too much today, and I apologize. But I have to once again tease our bonus episode. He wrote a theme song for the Howard Stern Show, and he was a intern at the Howard Stern Show. And he sang it mm-hmm. for his audio book. And it is cringe-tastic. Oh, I gotta tell my you. God. As I put, tweeted out today, theme songs for all the Stern Show members, from my experience, Gary Delabate gets eight man. I'm an ape man, I'm an ape ape man, I'm an ape man by the kinks. Blob and Quivers gets, um, I'm a bitch, I'm a liar by Meredith Brooks. That's how that goes. (laughs) Uh, Who else we got in there? We got uh, Jackie the Joke Man gets I Me Mine by the Beatles. I Me Mine, I Me Mine, I Me Mine. Because it's all about Jackie. Um... Okay. Artie gets food, glorious food, from the soundtrack of Oliver. Fred Norris, who did I... Oh, Insane in the Membrane by Cypress Hill. Insane in the Membrane goes to Fred Norris. Okay. And Scott D. Pace, of course, gets Dumb by Nirvana. And then, of course, I get Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. How about Dare to be Stupid by Weird Al Yankovic? Would that be a better theme song for Stuttering John? Wow, that was that was dumb. Terrible. Not good. He had a guest on on his show recently, and Richard Ojeda was on there also. So there's, there's three people in the panel, and I think his uh, guest was dunking on him a little bit here. I did stand up at the Roosevelt Hotel, and nice. I invited the Army Major there. And I was paying for all the beers, but every beer we got each for a 12-ounce bottle of Bud was was 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Comedy clubs, man. They got to make the bottom line. I've dabbled in stand-up too, John. Oh, this guy dabbled in stand-up as well? <laughs> I love that. Because you know as soon as John hears that, he goes, wait, is this person? Is this, is this person go for nothing? troll? Are you trashing <laughs> me, you troll? <laughs> I love it. I dabbled in stand-up too, John. That's great. Very well done, awesome. whoever that person is. But I love that John has to bring up, I was buying beers, and this is how much they cost. Okay. Oh, right. I could afford it, but you it was know, too much. What kind of conversation is that to have with people on a show? I just, I don't understand it. Andy, I, that's all I have for Stuttering John. Anything else you want to hit on that? No, God, okay. let's move on. Let's move on because... The reason why I was late today, I had to push back us recording this show by a half an hour, is because there was an episode that actually Dr. Steve turned me on to of Patrick Michael's show, The Other Cast. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. So Patrick Michael does a show called The Other Cast with this guy Cameron. And what's interesting about this show is it it's impossible to find. The okay. actual title is The Other Cast, all one word. There's already a show called that. 
So it's impossible to find. But thankfully, Dr. Steve found it and sent it over to me. And he talks about Cardiff Electric quite a bit. I guess Cardiff Electric has been reaching out to Patrick Michael. And it's not being well received. Uh, But speaking of freaks and fucking douchebags, I guess. uh, (laughs) I segue. I segue well. What an intro. Um. I don't know. Go ahead and give your first thoughts. We got this guy, which I think, let me just say this. I think the full name, I think he's breaking it down, and I think it's Care Differently Electricity. And I think it has something to do with some company where he might change uh, lamps. Uh, he might do some uh, light bulb work. He may be, uh, <laughs> he may be screwing outlets in. Uh, you know, the, the bare, the real bare minimum. He, Care Differently Electricity, shout out. To care differently, electricity. Uh, they care differently about, you know, your lights. Boom! Roasted, Cardiff. Deal with that one, buddy. See if you ever come back from that. So, Cardiff is apparently Whatever. stalking Patrick Michael. I'm only saying this. I have no fucking idea because I don't give a shit about any of these people's content. I only heard this guy's voice because he won't stop messaging me like an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, uh, dude, the fact that he sent you voice messages yeah. and, you know, 600 messages, it's like, yo, dude, step the fuck back. <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, Cardiff could be overbearing. <laughs> I, I can tell you that <laughs> firsthand. That This guy that sounds like the Swedish chef learned English is calling me all the time. It's It could be a bit much. I agree with that. So there's a lot of fun. You probably haven't heard the show, right, Andy? Is this all new to you? No. no. Okay. There's a lot of fun information that we find out. First off, Patrick Michael predicts the future. This is a November 5th show. This came out on November 5th, and he says this. This is what I'm saying about the whole social media platforms. It's like this shit's got to die soon. Something, Something's going to happen where there's going to be literally no ability to be negative. They're going to shut it all down. That's correct. YouTube announced they're getting rid of the dislike button on YouTube videos. Mm. Well, they're not getting rid of the button. But they're not going to show the number of dislikes on YouTube videos anymore. Only the creators will see that. No one else will see how many people disliked a video on YouTube. And Patrick Michael's like, I think they got to stop having this negativity on social media. No more negativity! <laughs> it's my livelihood we're talking about. So this is the last episode this of This might be the last episode of one of these podcasts. God damn it. I'm going to have to do a thing where I just like um, make mixtapes and hand them out at concerts. For people to hear this show. <laughs> God damn. It's going to be like the Grateful Dead of podcasts at some point. It's not going to be good. All right. So they're talking about me specifically quite a bit. They talk about Dick Masterson quite a bit on this show. And the co-host Cameron. I don't know who Cameron is, but I guess he's like some fat dude. He doesn't like that we do crossover episodes. I feel worse for the fans because you've you got, you know, the same 100 people who are shelling out 5, 10, 15 bucks a month, you know, to six or seven different creators. And they're getting the exact same content just recycled yeah, between dude, each creator. And you, you guys are paying hundreds of bucks a month for it. It's you guys are actively fucking yourself while creating the content that you're paying hundreds of dollars a month for. All right. This is both libel and slander. Hundreds of dollars a month, thousands of dollars a month. Between the Dick Show and WTP, we make over $30,000 a month on Patreon. See what I did there, Andy? I combined (laughs) our number with his number, which made it seem like it's a lot. $30,000. Well, I mean, it's true. Between the two shows, $30,000 a month. Hundreds of dollars. I mean, 
tens of hundreds of dollars. Anyway, the point, that's not the point. The point is how Patrick responds to that. Exactly. And they're not better at what I would say I do. I'm the, I ro- I will roast you <laughs> over the fucking coals without you knowing. But you know who will know? The fans. <laughs> We're not better than him. Even though we don't know that. We won't know that he's better, but the fans will obviously know that Patrick Michael is better. He he loves to think that he's really good at roasting people. Like he's just mm. he's just bashing us so hard. He's so good at that. And I do like that he thinks that because it keeps him going. Right. I'm not an idiot, okay? I might do stupid shit and say dumb stuff on a podcast, but by by far, dude, I would say uh, I'm smarter than most of your fans because <laughs> I'm not one of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I like that. I'm keeping that on the board. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. So according to Patrick Michael, he tore Dick Masterson a new ass. Now, Andy, you know Dick. You've met him. You listen to his yeah. show. Pretty clever guy. Pretty good at what he does. You know, runs his own it's... show. Pretty popular. But Patrick, he's no match for Patrick Michael, though. And they're always really fun emails. You know, we did the the Richard thing before on Briefcase where I mentioned that fucking insane email and how badly I tore him apart. Most people saw my response, even if he didn't. My response, I mean, come on, dude. What I, I destroyed him. Let's be real. I wish I had it right here. I'd read the fucking thing on the podcast. You tell me who fucking had the better response. Let's let's be honest. Because I, I literally started the response with, oh, I forgot I was supposed to give a fuck about you. The end, essentially, right? Yeah, goodbye. Yeah, like, uh, what the signed, fuck, bro? Signed and sealed, baby. I forgot you, I, I forgot you mattered to someone. Damn! <laughs> Will Dick Masterson ever recover from that email response? Stay tuned and find out. I don't know. But the reason why all this is being brought up, Andy, is because he received another email recently from someone even bigger than Dick Masterson. A bigger celebrity than the guy who, along with Vito, was at the Netflix walkout. Right. Big deal, right? You'd think. There's someone even bigger than him. Who's messaging? How do you top that? How do you top that? Who's bigger than that? But uh, this email was from a bigger, uh, bigger than even this guy. Okay, bigger than the Richard we know well. I go click this email, and it's huge, dude. Lots of words, so many fucking words, dude. And at that point, I'm already like, Jesus Christ, you're just gonna repeat yourself five times, and I'm not doing your podcast. Okay, that's what the, that's essentially already my thoughts. So I start yep. burning through it, and I don't know who it is until I get to the end. They don't say who they are. The subject had no reference to who they were, but in their verbiage, in the way they're speaking in the email, I'm like, oh, I think I know who this is. Stephanie. Dr. Steve! <laughs> he calls Dr. Steve Stephanie. So he got an email from Dr. Steve. He's like, whoa, I didn't even know who this was from. Well, that's what the from line is for. In your email. <laughs> He's like, I didn't say it in the subject line. I had to read through the whole thing. Yeah, but it was from Dr. Steve. How do you not know that? I'm surprised you wouldn't. So let's hear about the content of this email from Dr. Steve. 
But but he goes and he says a bunch of words. He's like, you know, I shouldn't overanalyze. He's obviously poking fun. I shouldn't overanalyze. I uh, I should leave the analysis to the to the the ones that are best at it, including yourself. That's what he says. Uh, obviously, poking more fun. Like, suck my fucking dick, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Stop this. <laughs> so then he continues on. And he's like, you know, uh, I could get you in contact with fucking other comedians. Blah, 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 I have a connection. Uh, you know, it was very, there was like fucking four paragraphs. A lot of stuff I don't care about, right? All right. So I'll, I happen to know what's going on here. So I'll, I'll let you in on it. Dodger Steve knows that Patrick Michael is a fan of Mark Norman, as we all are. Very funny comedian. Mm hmm. So Dr. Steve says, I know Mark Norman, and I can hook you up with him if you want to get him on your show. And Patrick Michael's response isn't, oh, that's awesome. That'd be great. I'd love to talk to Mark Norman and get him on the show. That'd be great for us. His response is, eat a brick, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. And this circular argument that happens in his own brain from this, because this has got to be difficult for him. Because in one stand, one side, he's like, oh. This person's trying to do me a favor. This would be great. But everyone's ever tried to do me a favor actually hates me and fucks with me. So this can't be real. So he comes up with this. <laughs> but if, if me and Cameron or me and Sam or anybody else I work with, me and Trey, if we were sitting down, we are the type of people already through these podcasts we've done together that I would know would have these same conversations without recording a goddamn word. That's the fucking difference is you assholes care too much about what you think. You think you're special. You think for some reason your thoughts are better than the next person's. That's why I did it. That's why I did it. Because I think that I have a different perspective. That's it. Why does anybody else do it? I'm not doing it because I'm trying to get on Joe Rogan's podcast. That I'm trying to get an hour special or some sort of a deal, right? But it would be nice if the, the idiots that follow these other podcasts and pay them money would pay me that type of money, right? Yeah. Just do that. And then we'd be really, we'd be able to do this for a living. Correct. What did he just say right there, Andy? You just heard that for the first he, time. What did he just say? All right. I mean, I see through the bullshit. Yeah. What? He, I mean, if you were serious, you would get Mark Norman on your show and then people would pay to hear that. Correct. But what you're really saying is, you know you're a fraud. You know you're not talented. And if you were put in a room with somebody that actually was, they would expose you for that. So you're not going to do it. Okay. All right. You looked at this a little deeper than I did. What I heard him say was, why do Roy and Richard have shows? They think that they have an interesting insight that other people don't have. I mean, because that's what I think. I think I have that. That's why I have a show. And, you know, they might have a lot of people supporting them, and I don't even want that. But if I did have that, that'd be great. And actually, if the people who support them could support me so I could make a living off of podcasting, that would be neat. And why doesn't that happen? Yeah. He's very what, confused. What are you giving anybody that's worth supporting you for? You're what? not giving anybody anything. <laughs> He's giving me a You're lot of You're certainly not giving them Mark Norman or even Dr. <laughs> Steve on your show. And then he goes... <laughs> He talks about how he's a starving artist. I think I'm more of a starving artist type of personality where it's like, I could give a fuck about money in the long run, but at the same time, I want my create my creative uh, freedoms, I guess, you know, where I came up with this on my own. He's a starving artist. The thing about starving <laughs> artists is that they don't want to be starving. 
That's not like their goal in life is like, oh, I can't wait to just do art and not make any money at it. That's no yeah. one's tried to. He's like, oh, I'm proud to be a starving artist. Why? That's not yeah. what the goal should be at all. I think you he idiot. will be more appreciated after he's dead, though. I appreciate him now. I want him yeah. to live forever. And uh, he goes on to explain that we are irrelevant. Whereas these guys have legit clips, they have my voice, all this other shit, and they still irrelevant to me. Wait a second. We're irrelevant to you? Because this is like the 80th show you've dedicated to talking about us. So how are we irrelevant to you? How is that even possible? <laughs> By the way, the Bills lost to the Jaguars last weekend. <laughs> They're irrelevant to yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even care about the Buffalo Bills. Who cares? Doesn't even make, doesn't even make a difference in yeah, my life. I didn't care at all. I don't care. It's irrelevant to me. Then they're talking about sock accounts, and Cameron's talking about you know these guys who have sock accounts like Cardiff Electric. They're talking about, and then Patrick <laughs> Michael admits this. It's and then even the people that do it just to promote their shit. You're like, what are, what are you doing? What a waste of time. Like I have multiple Instagram accounts. I rarely, if not maybe twice, have liked my own shit. <laughs> you know? He just admitted to liking his own stuff on Instagram through multiple accounts. Whoops. He goes, oh, you know? Oh, shit. Why did I just say that? Oh, wow. Damn it. <laughs> That's embarrassing. All right. right. More Cardiff Electric talk. This Care Differently guy definitely jumped into the right scene, though. You know, by by... By hanging out with these dudes who just blow each other all day long. Right. He definitely got in the right place, to, you know, to try to come in and suck some dick and try to get a little bit of that that money. You know, for even if it's for a month or two, you know, obviously he's I gotta give it to him. That's the only thing I can say. Is yeah, I he's a so. smart he's a smart guy for trying to jump in and take advantage of these fucking dumbasses who are willing to shell out any sort of money that are attached to their friends or the you know, the the content that oh they like. God, yeah. So You remember he said yeah. that do you want a guest on one of my networks podcasts? Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like the whole you have a whole network? Is Care Differently Electricity a podcast network? <laughs> what are we doing? It is. It is a whole network of shows. I believe there's Strange Medicine. Whom are these podcasts? The Cardiff Electric <laughs> Show. What else? The Karloff. Karloff. Thank you. Carla off. Whatever it is. I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of funny because these guys are living in this world where they're like, all these people are making all this money. You know, they look at the Dick Show, they look at who are these podcasts, and they're like, well, they're 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 frauds. They're doing it all incorrectly, and this guy is also trying to get some of that money, and he's doing it all incorrectly, and we're not doing that. We're starving artists, and we're doing it the right way. And then, of course, because Patrick Michael doesn't know any other mode, he goes into and I'll beat you up mode. They don't really understand it. They think that this personality, this this jokey, I talk about movies and uh, I do a, a, a Stallone accent. I'm just this funny fuck up guy. And they can do whatever they want and say whatever they want. Well, I promise you, pimp, you can catch them. You can catch the hands. I'm not even one of those guys that's like, you can catch these hands, but I can hit you really fucking hard. <laughs> like, Man. Whoa! That escalated quickly. I thought we were just... Taking shots at each other, and now it's like, well, I'm, I'll throw punches at you. Like, oh, okay. I'll beat you like a 15-year-old. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you should see what happened to that 9-year-old I fucked up. You're going to be like that guy. After they talk about me and Dick and Cardiff and Stephanie and go through all of that, they don't know what else to talk about. So 
Patrick Michael goes, well, I've been working on some jokes. I can tell you some jokes I've been working on. Oh, yes. And I, I played a few of these on our bonus show, but I have a bunch more to get into. So it starts off with him saying he's got a one-liner. Listen closely to my one-liner, he says. This is just one line, and you really got to hear it. Take it in. Here we go. A lot of girls coming in their cars these days. Shout out OnlyFans. <laughs> it's such a weird thing, dude. I, it's there's nothing grosser than seeing a girl fuck the fucking, you know. Oh, dude, no way! <laughs> I, so I already gross. know what you're saying. And you're a car guy too. It seems like that would be your genre. Gross, dude. <laughs> you're like, oh, is she fucking God. a Beamer this week? Hell yeah, dude, get in. See, I love, I love my car. I don't want to make love to my car. So a lot of girls coming in their cars these days is a uh, double entendre. And what he's saying is that he saw a video once where a girl was uh, masturbating with a stick shifter. And that's why the joke exists. And he also said that's gross, which wholeheartedly disagree with. But I guess it depends on the girl. <laughs> but uh, all right. So that was his, his one liner that he wanted to try out. And then he goes into a hack joke that he admits is a hack joke. All right. How about this? How come you, this might be hacky, it is hacky, but I like it anyways. I said, uh, how come you rarely find a car at a garage sale? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny just the idea, because I actually have seen like people try to sell a boat or a jet ski at a, at a yard sale. You're like, what are you doing? First of all, who the fuck wants to buy a boat? Those things are so expensive to maintain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What? Spoken like a true poor person. <laughs> yeah, who would want to buy a boat? They can't have to even maintain a boat. A, a pinball machine in my basement. What if it breaks? <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Who would want to buy a boat? He said. Thousands of people who own boats. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe millions. Probably millions. I guess would be the answer to that. Embarrassing to say. That's an embarrassing thing to say. And also that joke was embarrassing. Well, this <laughs> next one, Andy, get ready for it because this is a whole bit. This this would be, if you're familiar with Burt Kreischer's style of comedy, it's not so much Ugh. jokes, it's more storytelling, but it's funny. It's funny storytelling. I think that's what Patrick Michael's going for in this one. Have you ever been drying off after a shower and you feel like you miss a spot that you usually don't? Because typically you have a pattern when you dry. And my pattern is probably very similar to yours. But when I get down to my legs and see one of my arms is still wet, of course, I attempt to dry it. But for some reason, because it's not a part of the pattern, my body does not understand how to dry off that arm. <laughs> so no joke, I jerk my limbs in a poor attempt to get one of them dry. And that's when I realized today is going to be a special day. Things are already going wrong. But then you get in bed at the end of the night and you realize you don't even remember which arm was still wet. Huh. <laughs> that was a true thing that happened to me, dude. It had like I literally went I realized I've missed an arm for some reason in my pattern. Went to redry the arm, and my other arm was like, I don't know how to get over Just that. spasmed the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, bro. It was so weird to me. I was like, what's going on? It's like my brain was so used to this pattern that it's like, you missed it? Leave it. Just go. It's done for. Andy, can you relate to that? Pretty good anecdote, huh? Well, after hearing it a second time, I, I related to it. I had to hear it twice to really get it. 
it's hilarious. His arm was wet because he didn't dry it properly. And then when he went to bed that night, he forgot which arm was still wet. They didn't dry properly. And that really happened, Andy. That's why he came up with that joke. It's a real thing that actually happened to him. Speaking of convoluted jokes, listen to this sausage joke that I'm not sure where the punchline is. I think he, I think what he tries to do is throw out as many punchlines as possible in order for you to decide if there's anything funny going on. This might be an older one that I wrote, but I like it anyways. I said, uh, waking up on the wrong side of the bed has a completely different meaning when you live in your car. <laughs> uh, why, is uh, why is breakfast sausage so popular? I don't like when my pork tastes like a tree. And yet you frown at me when I eat a cold hot dog right out of the pack. You're eating a sausage that tastes like a muffin. Talk about processed. Sure, I don't know what's in this hot dog, but does it taste like meat? Kinda. I mean, is a vegan not going to eat a green square that tastes like air and feel superior to everyone else? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Oh my god. This is the first time I've been on my show and going, wait, what, what just happened? Why did this just happen out here? What's going on? Just, I'm going to punch up one of his jokes. I woke up on the passenger side of my bed this morning. <laughs> a better joke. I was wondering what he meant by that. Like, it means something different if you sleep in your car. Well, what does it mean, though? What, what do you mean it means something different? Yeah. I don't get it. It's <laughs> so kidding. stupid. He's fucking terrible at this. He's terrible at this. This is my last example of this. I want to be a dramatization actor. I don't want to be in movies or TV shows or theater. I want to play a guy named Kyle that was a witness to a murder or something. And I would take it seriously. I'd spend weeks with the real Kyle. I'd wear his clothes, sleep in his bed. I'd perfect my craft. I wonder if anyone has ever done that. Imagine walk, watching a documentary series and your uncle's like, look, it's me. I'm the guy washing his car. That, was, <laughs> that wasn't even my car. He wants to be a dramatization actor, Andy. Rather than like go out for like movies or TV shows, he would just be in dramatizations. Get it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great. He doesn't want to just be an actor. He wants to be an actor. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a great. It's a really good premise. I just, he just needs to work on that a little bit and smooth it out. I think, I think it'll go really well. God. The other cast featuring our friend Patty Seacups. Very well done, Patty. And Cameron, the fat guy who thought everything he said I would play on my show. Shout out to you as well, Cameron. You're great. <laughs> you called it. You, you called it. You nailed it, buddy. Good job. And you have a bunch more clips on here. What, what else are we talking about today? Sure. Well, there was also a new briefcase. Oh! So I have some... Yeah. God, you've been acting like there's nothing drum... else going on. You got all this other shit going on. You were holding out yeah. on me. Here, I'll give you some greatest hits for the briefcase, because... Uh, great minds think alike. The workaholics uh, creators have yeah. their own podcast now. The three guys that were the stars and the director. So they uh, somehow managed to start a conversation that Patrick Michael has already had. So they must be stealing his bit in uh, Clip 24. Right. That makes sense. I guess I'll just add this here and say me and a friend were talking about this the other day. About, you know, we're just riffing, talking shit as you do with friends. And we brought up the idea of instead of actually measuring your dick, you should weigh it. And it should go by weight <laughs> instead of length. Right? Because your length could be pencil thin. And I'm a new fan of a podcast called This Is Important. 
It's uh, all the Workaholics guys, Kyle Niewicek, Anders Holm, Adam Devine, Blake Anderson. And they're actually riffing on this right now at the end of the episode, History of the Weird, Part 1. And they're talking about weighing their dicks. Okay. So he wants to take credit for that? So, yeah. So he's as talented, if not more talented, than these proven talents. <laughs> right. And uh, But, you know, they didn't rip off the best part of his riff. Oh, okay. In clip 25. So they yeah. missed something. All right. They left something on the table. I'm not saying they right. stole a bit, but the one thing that they didn't get to is how I said you'd be able to weigh it, and I would come in like Mission Impossible style from the ceiling down to the scale. <laughs> they didn't say that. I don't know if it's as funny. I think it's hilarious. I don't even get it. That doesn't make any... They it didn't use that. They didn't rip off your bit because it doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Is he like coming in Mission Impossible style and sucking the dick? Because that's funny. No, but the, that's not explained to me, Carl. No, the, the joke is you got to put your thumb down on the scale. That's the joke. It'd be like, it'd be like, yeah, I put my cock and my balls on there. Oh, that's the joke. Not Mission Impossible style. That's stupid. Yeah. All right. But, you know, he's as funny as those guys, but he's all, you know, because they had the same idea for a joke that he had, yeah. you know, that means he's actually funny, just like as funny as Whitney Cummings in Clip 26. But much like when Whitney Cummings and myself both had the same joke oh, no. about the guy from <laughs> YMH, uh, the security guard that Fed Smoker tries to, I don't know, do whatever he does. And we both said that he looked like David Spade. You know, great comedy minds think alike, as I've always said. Ah, uh, shit. I mean, I don't think that she's a great comedy mind, but... I guess that says a lot about myself, doesn't it? Thinking someone looks like someone is not a comedic bit, you moron. He probably did look like David Spade. The guy with the mullet looks like Joe Dirt. It's low-hanging fruit. Right. So then the, the last thing he talks about is the Travis Scott concert. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, I heard uh, about you know, that. Few people got trampled or killed at Travis Scott. Yeah. And uh, a lot of a normal person would hear that. And think that, you know, that's that's no bueno for multiple reasons. Sure. Uh, but what the worst part about it for Patrick Michael. There was a recent incident where people died at a Travis Scott Drake concert. That's horrific to hear uh, simply because it just doesn't seem like there's the music is good enough to make you have to mosh or jump up and down and crush people, right? <laughs> I mean, Guns N' Roses in 88, I get it. That makes sense, you know? They, they busted the Paradise City. I'm going to trample someone to death. But this show, I don't get it. <laughs> Why would they kill people? I had to, the worst part was what I was listening to when I got trampled to death. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. When... When Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther, died of colon cancer, the worst part was that he was listening to Muskrat Love when he died. <laughs> the funny, the funny thing is, is that uh, my buddy Adam Curry, who I listen to, right, he's convinced that all the people who died at this concert had the vaccine 
and died of uh, cardiac arrest and heart attacks because of the ill effects of the vaccine. Did you have you heard that theory yet, Andy? Okay, you're like trampled I mean, to death. Okay, <laughs> I know. I guess you can go off the deep end in multiple ways. I suppose. All right. Anything else you want to play from uh, our friend Patrick Michael? No, that's all right. There's just more of the same shit. You know how uh, he's the best, and he refuses to make his show good. Well, I have to tell you that we've done it all today. We started. With a little tribute to uh, Low Tax, who committed suicide yesterday. Rest in peace, Low Tax. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Something, the guy from Something Awful, our rival when I was at E Bomb's World, has passed away. E Bomb's still doing well, by the way. Uh, We talked about Season of the Bitch. We talked about Sunday John and Patrick Michael and his new show. So you know what that means. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Here's a clip from the show that we'll be reviewing on next week's episode of Who Are These Podcasts? everybody welcome to the amico all access i am pete this is open every box and this is oh my gosh mike i thought you were gonna miss it (laughs) and this of course is the second two amico podcasts that happen weekly of course the first one's hosted by retro bro just below here it comes up on wednesday that's the amico after dark uh the more risque of the podcast last week though we did behave This is a show called Amico All Access, a suggestion from my friend Vito Giswaldi. We'll be reviewing that next week on Who Are These Podcasts? So please check that out. Andy, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show this week. Anything that you want to plug or promote, my friend? Sure, yeah. I found this old cell phone in the garbage, and I'll be performing the stand-up routine (laughs) at the Carlson. Yes! I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. All right, well, well, we'll check you out there. And uh, if you want to hang out, we're going to do reviews in a minute. But first, I want to say, um, please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out what's for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush bits of morning radio. And now the show is over now. <sighs> mm, okay, great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. We'll be back next week as correspondent that broad is out with what's this a voicemail from ctb herself hi producer chris it's correspondent that broad here and yes i indeed have tested positive for covid19 the effects are brutal as have been well documented <laughs> and i currently only want to watch tv and delivery is not always an option but a journalist finds her way in this topsy-turvy world. So, real quick, before I have to nap again, here we go. Uh, from our pals in the show's subreddit, someone was saying, Jen from the Jingles Department also got this shit? Fucking Rona. Some dudes again wonder what I look like. Rochester Chunk is apparently a thing. <laughs> Everyone loves Crows. I mean, he is pretty dope. There's a good top five sins of any podcast thing worth checking out. Some other shit with Opie. 
um, I play us out with on crashes later. With Vic. Vic. Hello. Welcome Hello. back to the show. I'm I'm speaking for myself and no one else. I missed you. How have you been? Uh, I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft and I'm probably about to puke from just listening to the disgusting COVID person. Ugh, so I know. It's too much too much COVID going on in this show. It's very annoying right now. It's not good. It's pretty gross. I hate snot and things like that. It's just not the best. Oh, you're in the minority on that. Most people love it when people are snotty and coughing all over the place. That's why we love kids so much. They're great. <laughs> Dirty diaper and snot. <laughs> Sign me up. Sounds great. Uh, Vic, do we have any no, new reviews? That's, what are for, Carl. <laughs> that's correct. Very good. Do we have any new reviews that have come in recently? Uh, not really. I mean, your most recent reviews on November 4th. What the fuck? Which mayor? I know. I know. Are we not as popular as we once were? What's going on? <laughs> I'm sure this episode will spawn several one stars. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Actually, I'm surprised when we did the AVGN, the Angry Video Game Nerd, last week. That got a lot of response from uh, multiple communities. So I'm surprised it didn't uh, encourage. Well, I guess those people don't give a shit about Apple Podcasts. Probably is why there's no new reviews on there. Uh, correct. But you are still uh, down in the count. You have uh, 1,178 one-star reviews, and you have 1,112 five-star reviews. So it's close to 50-50 is what you're telling me. It's very close. That's impressive. I got to say, <laughs> for a show this bad, because this show is not good. To have that many five-star reviews, I'm blown away by that. I know Vic didn't give me a five-star review. I know it wasn't Andy. I know Cardiff Electric didn't, so that's shocking. I don't think I've ever reviewed your show, nor do I want to. I'd probably get over one star. Vic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> is, there, is there anything to read or anything you wanted to contribute uh not really i just really enjoy how casey can never make it because she's always camping or canoeing is she so the, that's how much dedication yeah. she puts into your show is she the worst and it's it's not as if her internet connection is going to be worse when she's out canoeing it's the same we just just hop on and talk to us casey what the fuck i think it'd be better i think it might be better i agree all right let's listen to some voicemails together then starting off with uh the british version of stuttering john called into the show. Hey, Coral. This is British Stuttering John, and this is what I sound like. I just want to let you know that the uh, lawsuit is still on the way, and I'm going to be down there, yeah? And I'll let you know. I'll be in the, in Rochester or wherever you fucking at. Or if you know what, you can show up to the Pickwick Pub if you want, and we can have a fucking brawl, yeah? I'll be down there drinking my fucking beers, yeah? And I'll let you know, I'll show you how the real stuttering John really handles his fucking work. 
I'm gonna work you, I'm gonna work you so hard, Carl, and you little guy, Chris, I'm gonna work him too, and you Kroger guy, I'm gonna get him going too, I just wanna let you know I'm here, I'm here, I may be queer, don't make fun of my children like that Kumia guy did, but anyways, I'll, I'll just let you know, I'm letting you know, Carl, that I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm ready to beat you. All right. I think he had a premise, but didn't know where to go with it on that one. I could be British Stuttering John. All right. And then what? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Our buddy Prep Boy Rick called in to talk about one of Tom Meyer's recent jokes. Hey, Carl. This is Prep Boy Rick. I got a Tom Meyer's All Star joke for you from my Facebook feed. Here we go. I know the government mandates that we turn our clocks back this weekend, but I did my own research and mixing up a sleep schedule like that is unhealthy and possibly demonic, so I believe in my clocks right where they are. Thank you. And any business or workplace, that doesn't accommodate me in this is anti-liberty, hates God, and eats children. This is a man who has done stand-up before, and I am disappointed that he still exists. All right. That was uh, cut. Have a good day, sir. Bye. Tom Myers is not good at comedy. Have we pointed that out yet? I don't think so. You might want to say it again. All right. I'm going to say it again. Tom Myers is not good at comedy. He's almost like a hack. Because jo- jokes are set up, research paper, punchline, right? Of course. That's, that's how you tell a joke. That's always yeah. When you have okay, to idiot. go to Wikipedia and read about the setup, that's where the joke is the funniest it could possibly be. Hey, I wanted to give a big shout-out to Croge this week. Uh, he came in hot with some great advice about pulling TV shows from dating profiles. I mean... He's the guy you got to be taking advice from. Nobody sounds like they get more pussy than crows. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty funny voicemail. This guy knows that our voicemails have been bad lately. Hey, Carl. Just finished listening to your most recent episode. Good show, guys. Really liked it. Um, Cinemassacre sucks dick. You know? Um, but I was thinking to myself, listening to the voicemails, you know, the worst part of the show. And I was like, man, all these motherfuckers suck dick. They're all corny. I'm corny. I'm a pretty shitty person. And I thought to myself, this is really funny. And when I listened to the ending bumper and I started singing it to myself, I was like, holy fuck. I am the podcast demographic, a lonely motherfucker that gets friendship from people that I don't know in some shitty-ass town in New York who just shits on and bullies other people, consistently punching down on weak and retarded people who make shitty content for other weak retards. I love it. Call me back. Very critical, sir. <laughs> Did he think that was better? I, I don't think so. And also, I don't know that I want to be friends with that guy. Sounds like he doesn't like our show very much or our city. <laughs> Sounds like he's not a big fan of our city, Andy. Mm. Who is? 76 homicides today. Dude, we're in a state of emergency. Did you see that? We're in a state of emergency in Rochester because of all the violence that's going on. Is there like extra violence for any reason? I think people are pissed. Well, it's funny because yesterday it came down. There's a state of emergency in our city. And then last night, two more kids were shot and killed. 
And it's like, I guess the state of emergency didn't work. I guess they didn't get that info on their cell phones that there's a state of emergency. There's too much violence. Like, uh, yeah, we don't care. We're just going to keep on keeping on. Bukaki Queen called back into the show. Oh, my God, Carl. This is a Bukaki Queen. Can you do me a favor and clip the part of last week's show where Croge rages about David Lee Roth so I can masturbate? Fuck you, Carl. Call me Croge. All right, Bukaki Queen. I think you could find that own that clip yourself. I'm not going to help you out with that. It's always well, fun. She's, you know, winding down. So you might need to help her out, Carl. Apparently, I do. I mean, Vic, let me ask you because you're also a Bukaki Queen in your own right. What parts of the show do you masturbate to? Uh, just listening to my own voice, stuttering over words. <laughs> I knew personally. it. I knew it. <laughs> I had a feeling. All right, I win that bet. Uh, there's a guy who can't work her iPhone with when her her hands are covered in jizz. She That's can't type on her phone. You shouldn't pick up your phone when your hands are covered in jizz. It says it right on the manual for your iPhone. <laughs> this is a guy who's playing the home edition of Who Are These Podcasts? About I need to include this. I'm not even eight minutes into this episode about snail mail. Some band called Snail Mail. And uh, I am playing the WATP Home Edition. I'm yelling at, my, <laughs> yelling at my phone deliriously. What the fuck? Is it, I already hate this podcast. I've sent them hate mail before. <laughs> somewhat trolling, somewhat just like they rant about everyone being Nazis, but then literally are pushing people to get their kids vaccinated. Anyway, um, you're not going to play this, girl, but I hope you enjoy it anyhow. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Love you. Bye. Don't tell me what I'm going to play and not play, sir. Don't even think about it. I'll play everything. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm punishing people for listening this long into our show. Sometimes prostitutes are undercover cops. That's correct. That would be a <laughs> uh, a video I made with the isotopes many years ago. It's still on the internet if you want to look for that. Um, all right. Uh, I guess a Mexican called into our show. I made a joke <laughs> on our bonus show, I think. We used to play. All right. I'll just explain the backstory here. We used to play at um, the East End Fest in downtown Rochester, New York, Andy. And yep. the cover charge was three bucks, which is kind of nothing, right? Three dollars to get into a music festival. Yeah, everybody so the, can afford that. Everyone can <laughs> yeah. afford it. So the Isotopes announcer made a joke that three bucks might not seem like a lot, but it keeps the Mexicans out, which I brought up on a recent show. Yeah, what's up, Carl? <laughs> um, I just want to let you know I'm probably going to unsubscribe from Patreon, but just for a month, okay, just for a month. I need $5 to get into these fancy music festivals that are in, in the park, I guess. And I heard they're $5. And uh, I'm, try I'm trying to get in. And, uh, you know, being a Mexican, this will be an accomplishment for my people. All right, man. I'll see you guys later. I, I apologize. The only Mexican I know is a multi-billionaire, so I might not, not understand <laughs> the culture all that well. Last uh, voicemail that I have to play is about 
the Bukaki Queen. Not from the Bukaki Queen, but about her. Hey, Carl, you fucking retard. You're telling us that you met the Bukaki Queen. I'm a couple weeks behind on episodes. But you met the Bukaki Queen, and you didn't tell us what her fucking can situation was. How, how can you be fucking buddies with Dick and not know that the first thing you tell anyone about a fucking woman is the can situation? So what's the can situation like, Carl? Is it Bukaki worthy, or is it kind of sad and pitiful? That's a good point, sir. I did not talk <laughs> about the Bukaki Queen's can situation. And I should have. That's an important part of the story. I would say that the Bukaki Queen is at a Vic level can situation, which I agree is impressive. It's, it's probably like a C to a D. Correct. Yeah. Very good. Now it was it was a Halloween party, so she was wearing a dumpster. She went as a cum dumpster, so it was hard to tell. <laughs> it was hard to tell. Andy, did you meet the Bukaki Queen? You were at the show. No, no, didn't? I didn't. All right. I was making a joke. I should have introduced you. I should have introduced you to her. <laughs> My apologies. She didn't even tell me who she was. But Vic, thank you so much for coming on the show. I always appreciate you coming on. Hopefully we get some new reviews for next time. That'd be good. I don't know. Probably not. Well, there's other places to find <laughs> reviews besides just Apple. Are you looking at other places too? Oh, I checked Audible. I checked Reddit. I was okay. going to read like maybe a Reddit comment or two, but like... They were too annoying. I couldn't read it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I checked everywhere, Carl. No one likes you anymore. I'm Reddit, so sorry. Reddit was using all those pesky things like words. You didn't want to get involved <laughs> yeah. in that. I get it. I understand. Yeah. All right. Andy, thanks so much for coming on the show, buddy. Sorry we had to do it remotely yeah. today. I know. I'd sooner get COVID than do another remote. So we'll, right. we'll get it right next time. That sounds good. Let's do that. Jesus, I got to go. Right. This is getting stupid. Bye, guys. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's the- over. <laughs> What's with the dancing around the shit? I stink. You hate me. Great. Goodbye. I gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye.